Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCorsi and Matt Watson. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCorsi here. And today I've got a special guest. It's someone we've had on the podcast before, Andrew Morgans of Marknology. Hi, Andrew. Hey, Matt. What's up? It's good to be back. I'm glad to have you. You were stopping by the office today. I figured it'd be a good chance for us to uh, revisit some of the amazing and interesting topics that we discussed before associated with Amazon. So last I checked, Amazon is still in business, right? It is. There's still lots of money to be made. Oh, wow. I like making money. We should talk more about that. So, well, the first time you came in, we really kind of breezed through like a million different topics. And I know it's kind of hard to sum up what you do in what, 30, 40 minutes. And, you know, out of the stuff we talked about last time, we got into a lot of the complexity of Amazon. Was it fulfilled by Amazon or is that? Yeah, that's part of it. Amazon fulfillment. It's part of the fulfillment. Yeah. That, you know, there's so many different layers to what they do. And we even talked about things like, you know, I personally use the Amazon publishing platform, uh, create space to sell books on Amazon and other stuff. But anyway, uh, what's hot with Amazon these days? Well, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, we've got Prime Day coming up in July, which for me and the brands I work with is is a really big time. Uh, it's kind of like Black Friday in the middle of summer. About Prime Day, yeah, that's like don't they have to like actually make special accommodations with the post office and stuff like that for Prime Day? Well, I don't I don't know what they do on their logistical end. For me and my team, it's a lot of prep work. Uh, it's it's just like a Q4 type of prep right in the middle of summer. Okay. Didn't Amazon recently raise the cost of Prime? Um, they did raise the price of Prime. They also add a lot of other features to it, I think, which is kind of offsetting that. Like, for instance, the Whole Foods deal, you now get 10% off or 15% off if you have a Prime membership. You know, they add in the video streaming. So I feel like they're making it more of this, like, lifestyle subscription almost. Well, they are trying to take over the world, so that would make sense. Um, you know, it's, uh, as you know, I recently got back from Cebu City where they don't have Amazon yet. Um, and it's amazing how frustrating I find ordering certain things, you know, like Amazon's kind of trained me to, uh, um, order everything right from my own pocket. Right. So, you know, now as far as the, uh, expansion, you, uh, they're now in Australia. Yeah. So they're, they just launched Amazon Australia since I've seen you last, um, Amazon Brazil, which is, as you know, is having a booming economy as well. So, um, you know, I think they're hitting some of the standard markets and then branching out to even some of these uh, newer countries that are um, being able to facilitate facilities and Amazon fulfillment and that kind of thing and those infrastructures. Okay. And for those of you that did not hear Andrew's uh, episode, I can't remember what it was, probably like 30 or something like that. Andrew owns a company called Marknology. And to just for purposes of efficiency, the guy's an Amazon ninja. So uh, you call it what, brand acceleration? Yeah, brand acceleration. He basically helps you through all of the, helps you have to avoid all of the painful and expensive learning curves 
and gets you in front of the most buyers and the most efficient sales. You do a lot of stuff. Uh, actually, you and I have been doing some work together. We won't necessarily name the client, but I've, I've actually, as part of our consulting service, started telling people we can help their brand. And um, it was pretty amazing. You came in and uh, did a meeting with with our clients. And I don't think it, prior to you arriving, they had even really considered selling on Amazon. Right. Uh, we kind of came in guns blazing. You know, I'd had a little bit of uh, time to do some research before the meeting. So I looked at what their competitors were already doing on the space. Um, and I've never come into anything guns blazing. <laughs> uh, well, if you give me a little bit of ammo, if you give me a little bit of ammo, I'll take it and run with it. But I would have been I would have been the outlaw that had like six pistols on each hip. Like, yeah, just, just ready. To yeah. Roll. I mean, why not? But so, you know, it was interesting because, like I said, our client hadn't really considered Amazon. By the time the meeting was over, I felt like that was all they were interested in because I saw how powerful it was. You did a great job of demonstrating to them how and where their competitor was winning. They weren't doing anything. So, like, here's this big chunk of sales that exists. And, you know, you can just give it all to your competitor or maybe get in the fight. And Well, I think um, just to take a little minute to talk about the branding part of it, you know, one of the big parts with them and a lot of the conversations I'm having with other brands that are thinking about Amazon is um, one of the deals with them was that their competitors were in this space and advertising on their uh, their branded their branded name. So taking advantage of all the branding they've built for 100 plus years and then taking it um, onto Amazon, taking advantage of that, having other competitors do that. So one thing that Marknology focuses on is not just the sales, which is, I mean, obviously very important, right? Uh, but protecting that brand on Amazon. And one way that Marknology differs from a lot of people is that we actually work for the brand, like inside the company of the brand, so to speak, as a partner, versus just being like an authorized reseller or someone that's like, we'll take care of your presence on Amazon, but on our behalf as Marknology or something like that. So we actually work with the brands and, and our end goal is to protect their branding and not just top line sales. Well, create a lasting effect. Exactly. And, you know, that's there's a lot of kind of marketing and sales focus that gives you this like now feeling, but the moment it's gone or the moment you're done paying for it, it's, it's over, you know, and you haven't really built a whole lot. Um, you know, I mean, certain types of, you know, just paid ads like Google ads, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, you can get the now effect if you're willing to pay for it, but once you turn them off and you quit paying that that steep price, um, well, sales kind of go with it. Right. And, and as a brand, like I understand that Amazon can be difficult. Like it is. I have these conversations all day, every day. They've got B2B situations, wholesalers, you know, like worried about map and all these different situations, maybe that they've been running their business for years. Um, but really at the end of the day, do you ever want to say Amazon's getting 43% on the low end of all online sales, and you build this channel maybe with another partner that's, you know, helping you sell there on Amazon, well, you're tied to them. If ever they stop doing that service for you, or they stop buying your products or different things like that, um, your success on Amazon is directly tied to them versus it being in-house and your team controlling that with someone there helping you guide you. Yeah, I've read, you know, with my books, I get a lot of offers from people that are ready to, you know, help me sell all of them. I need to let you sell them. It's probably a good idea. I'm trying to co-author with you on one, probably. We'll get it worked out. I have a new book coming out this year, but I can't tell you what it is yet. Okay. I think I told you, but I, I want you to do one I on pitches, on business pitches. Oh, go wow. I, yeah, I think I'm going to write one about the different soon. Write one about what's the difference between being a genius and being crazy. 
I'm, I've been fascinated with that topic for well over a year. I've actually started, I've had multiple uh, deep, incredible conversations with people that are considered genius at what they do. And, um, and I find that to be really interesting because I think they call you crazy right before they call you a genius. Right. I think maybe the difference is uh, the, uh, the crazy person hasn't necessarily. And I, I think mean, you go in and out of it almost. Well, like, you, there's you moments have, of crazy and moments of crazy. Genius. You have to be a little crazy. I think if you look at any high achiever, there's a part where you can say, man, am I nuts? Because this is all I do. You're obsessed with whatever it is. So we'll see. I like the sales, the sales pitch idea, but that's a pretty crowded, pretty crowded uh, sea of books. So yeah, maybe you can help me sell some stuff. It'd be nice. I, I don't write books to sell them. Sounds weird. People are like, well, why do you write them? I don't know. I just feel like I'm trying to share knowledge that. And I just, you know, I just really, unless I've made myself miserable with my own to-do list, I'm not really happy. So how many different things can I do? Speaking of doing a ton of different things. I mean, what doesn't Amazon do? (laughs) I I mean, I have lots of my own opinions and I don't know if I want to go on record with all of them because I'll be held to them. Uh, but, you know, like I'm excited about what they're doing with Whole Foods. I think, uh, you know, they're already ahead of the game. You know, there's a lot of news about what Walmart's doing. That came out with some news today. Uh, Meaning like just trying to compete? Uh, Walmart doing something online where they're like in one click being able to get like everything to outfit a college student or, uh, mm. you know, a high school student needs their school to-do list and some stuff like that. Um, but at the end of the day, I think Amazon's on to the next thing. And, I, and I'm yeah. not just a... Uh, a fanboy, I just truly believe that, you know, and the stuff with Whole Foods, um, I think they're just moving into that same day in into grocery, right? Sure. And being able to use the Whole Foods as a way to store cold foods. And but the thing um, I like about the Amazon is, you know, okay, granted, there, there are some monopolistic trends, to right. the way that they're going, but you know, they, they view themselves as a different kind of competitor, you know, like, why does Google, why did Google come and install fiber internet all over Kansas City, what, seven years ago, or whatever? It's like, are you an internet service for it? No, but they pushed the bar forward and made their competitors step up to the game. They're saying, look, if you guys aren't going to do this, we're just going to come do it for you. Right. Makes all their products better, easier to sell. Like with Amazon, I mean, if you're already in a place ordering things like cleaning supplies and all the crap you need in your house, isn't it the next logical step to bring I got something else too? for you. Okay. Amazon just came out with uh, Amazon wardrobe that just dropped. And for Prime members, um, there's a certain number of clothing. So I have a lot of clothing apparel. I was going to say, do they offer Respect the Hustle t-shirts in there? They do not. But it's basically try it on before you buy it. Think Warby mm-hmm. Parker with glasses, uh, but clothing through through Amazon. So that's a lot. That's really big for some of my uh, my brands that are in that See, I'd be all space. over that. I hate shopping. I do. I just Order don't it online, like, I just, try it I just on. don't like the whole act of going to the store and like, you know, standing in the dressing room and trying to, you know, on the ninth pair of pants, I'm just ready to buy them all. Let me ask you a question. What's your, uh, what's your hour worth these days? A lot. Yeah. Uh, No, I get it. Trust me. Oh, I spent a lot of time talking about that. That's probably why you hate going shopping. It's not that I just, no, I hated going shopping since shopping became a thing. Yeah. I'm just not really like, I don't find it that enjoyable, like spending a whole day, like going through racks of clothing or whatever. Um, you know, there's a lot of businesses that have come up, uh, over the years that are, you know, your personal stylist kind of thing, you know, uh, I don't know any of these things that, you know, send you a box of clothes every month, want you to try on and send it back. But the, the thing with Amazon is just the power of verticality. You know, there's so many people that, you know, they instantly have street cred, with anything they do. I, I've found it kind of interesting. Uh, 
So like, for example, I know someone that works for Kroger. Okay. And I, don't, and I don't mean in a grocery store, like a developer, and they just have launched a big app. Well, when Amazon, uh, when Amazon came out and started doing groceries, they became a competitor of Kroger. And Kroger, like, they said, fuck that. We're going to do this different. And they didn't want their stuff on, like, Amazon Web Services servers and, and stuff like that. It's interesting, the ripple effect that kinds of, kind of occurs. I'm sure on some level, Walmart's feel, feels a lot of pressure, too. Yeah, and I think... Uh... I, I, I think about this a lot, mainly because I have to come up with, I already know, I want to know people's like excuses or reasons not to do something before we have a conversation, right? So I'm well, talking I can to tell you most of I'm them, talking yeah. to a lot of B2B businesses. I'm talking to a lot of people that have sales reps and the sales reps are upset because brick and mortar is losing. And so they're going to lose by that. And that's a long conversation because if you, brick and mortar evolves, like those stores will still be there. The ones that turn to an experienced store will still be there. But sales reps don't always have a choice over who they're selling for. Um, don't know exactly where I was going with that. Oh, Amazon and Walmart. Okay. So, um, Walmart was built around one. They came into towns, they came into cities, they took over a lot of local business. Okay. And they like drove out a lot of mom and pops. They're like the OG Amazon. In a lot they cared, of ways, yeah. they cared about customers in that they gave them low prices, but the experience wasn't really great. No one loves going to Walmart. Like you like getting low prices and you go there because it's cheaper, but you don't go because the experience is awesome. Okay, but Amazon was built around the customer experience, in my opinion. So it's like, it's not built around the brand. It's not built around the sellers. It's been about always like customer experience, two-day shipping. Let's get subscribe and save. Okay, you get five items in subscribe and save, you get 15% off. Like, they've got rid of the reviewers because they want authenticity. They've tried to add video because it's a better experience. You think about everything that they do. And then even at the same time, like, yeah, Amazon's a monopoly, but they just came out with news. But they're really not a monopoly. I mean, that's what I'm trying to say, I guess. Technically, according to the law, a a monopoly is a business that commandeers 97% or more of a specific market space. Well, they're at 43% of the web. Not even close. Not even close. Like, that's not even, like, that's not even in the discussion for monopoly. Um, There's other, there's, there's other things like that. I think I will guarantee say this wrong. It's like an ogolopoly. That's when uh, two or three companies control that same market share. The easiest example is razor blades. Name multiple companies that produce razor blades. In the end, it's only two. That makes sense. And that's why razor blades are stupid expensive, even though they shouldn't be. Because two companies control the whole market. So, you know, that that's just like a different effect. The 43% is not even close. They, they are at 43% of e-commerce of e-commerce in general and as they go into these other countries where some of like let's say american businesses will never go um like into brazil or different things and take over that e-commerce and set up a better infrastructure than maybe what they already have i think they're really going to start gaining velocity um it's exciting for my brands they're looking to expand and having someone behind the wheel like the marketology team to be like okay, let's do exactly what we're doing here, but in Brazil. And sure, then, and it's then, repeatable. It's repeatable, yeah. and they love that. Um, but just closing points on on Amazon, to me, what I like about the company, um, and there's, I mean, I hear pros and cons about the culture and different things, but like- I can't fault a business for wanting to do more business. I mean, what, what do we come to work to do? Yeah, yet? this like, is America. I, like, if I had to come to work and they told me, I'm sorry, you're selling too much. I need you to slow down. I would say- ever, Everybody yeah. liked Google when Google was- 
uh, battling with Yahoo until Google got too big, right? Or different things. I don't have a problem with that. I like what Google does for me. I like competition, right? Yeah. Um, Competition's but good, but yeah. Amazon comes out with, they also have a huge space for local, right? So in, in, in regards to like Walmart coming in and smashing, um, you know, local businesses and taking out, like, there's no, like, it's, it's, it's chain stuff. You don't go into Walmart and there's a local section, right? But on Amazon, you got Amazon handmade, Amazon custom. Uh, you might have like some local sports teams that they print out or something. But in general, Amazon is also promoting makers and like people local in Kansas City. Like I sell a lot of local stuff for Kansas City people on Amazon that makes them global, yeah. right? And I'm like helping their businesses grow through a, a massive company like Amazon. Um, and the thing, the entrepreneur stuff that they're doing, like with the uh, delivery trucks that you yeah, see actually, that Someone sent me a link yesterday and asked me if I was looking at it. Like I wanted, to I don't build, like, the, like I wanted to build, margin, a, like I wanted but... to build a hundred person Amazon delivery business. I actually said that is so this profit margin sucks. Yeah. So no. And then plus I, it's funny. I actually do own a business that delivers stuff. I own a business that delivers fitness equipment, treadmills, ellipticals, stuff like that. And then we recently just expanded to Tulsa. Nice. Yeah. Where they buy even more fitness equipment. Um, so yeah, you know, the, I, I can't say I'm not in delivery, but the margin doesn't suck on that because you need a specialist to know how to put all that stuff together and then also do it. So the retailer knows that it's not going to break the first time they use it right. and stuff like that. But, you know, just dropping stuff off. I, that's actually one of the kind of things I don't like about Amazon is like, I'll just be sitting at home and, you know, some, some hoopty will pull up out front and some, you know, some guy running up to my front door and, you know, it just doesn't seem like, I feel, I wish they would mark those cars a little better. Even yeah. It was just like a magnet or something that went on the side. Like, um, just, I don't know. Plus, just, you know, who's coming. I'm like, who the hell's running up my driveway here? Yeah. You know, and now they have an armful of boxes. Well, I know. No, like, no I think my wife is actually 43% of Amazon, 40, <laughs> 43%. And Matt Watson's wife might be another 43%. So, yeah, I think the first time we were, I was on the podcast uh, with Matt, and I think he was ordering stuff while we were talking. Probably. That wouldn't be the first time Matt was doing something else during the podcast, but, you know, it's okay. So, no, Matt's a great co host. We always like to give him a hard time. He's been banned from Rochambeau for life. Rochambeau. The rock, paper, scissors, okay. paper, scissors, rock, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, he's been officially banned. The league gave him a lifetime ban. He was cheating. Yeah, he's just that desperate to win after losing 95%. Who loses 95%? Like, it's the mathematic probability is challenging. So we'll see. Um, I thought it was really funny. We, we had the Mycroft people, the personal assistant, uh, uh, open source company that's uh, here in Kansas City. One of their users programmed Mycroft to beat Watson at Rock, Paper, Scissors. Nice. Yeah, I thought that was super clever. How and, upset did that make him? You know, he's just used to, you know, when you're just used to losing, I don't think it's anything anything different. So, yeah, but he got banned. So we're going to have to find a new game to play. Um, never thought that he would get banned, but, you know, the rules are the rules. So, um, yeah, it was actually he, he went to, to throw something down and it looked like a claw. It was like halfway in between. Like it was like, it was, it was yeah. he's making up his own rules. He's just good at so many other things. I, I think we're just going to let him focus on those. Now um, you talk about, about doing things internationally, you know, Matt and I recently started, uh, or I don't say started, I've been doing it for a long time, but we opened up a new business called full scale that uh, helps 
businesses scale. Yeah, I'm it's kind of like what it. you guys do in a lot of ways. And that's why we've been recommending your services and, you know, trying to drive some, some business uh, your way. But, you know, growth is, is difficult to keep up with sometimes. Um, <laughs> we're coming up on 50 employees and we, we had 50 employees in a million dollars a year in, in revenue on the books before we even got the LLC paperwork in. That's the amount of demand. There's a ton of people with growing businesses. And my point is, is that, you know, you get a lot of people that are complaining about brick and mortar not being what it was. Or, you know, brick and mortar is always going to exist on some level. But, you know, it's not like the economy is failing. There's a ton of people. What's driving our business is there's actually so much boom and so much need for tech. There aren't enough people to do the jobs. Right. So as far as helping a business scale, I think one of the things that's pretty cool about Amazon is, you know, they kind of, even though, yeah, you're going to pay them for what they do, but they do the fulfillment. They do all that other stuff. And so many things that if your brand goes from selling one to a million, you know, you're not going to be able to keep up with that in your own place. And it's good to have that fulfillment that's completely scalable. It's like built-in scalability. I mean, do you, do you agree? Yeah, I would agree. And honestly, um, I think most people get kind of confused by or scared by it simply because they don't know how it all works. Right. Um, that's, I mean, the majority of any conversation I've ever had about Amazon is that they don't understand how it works. How do you simplify that for someone who has that question? Because um, I would be like, you'd send your stuff to Amazon. They help you sell it. They deliver it. They send you money. Right. E-commerce. Did I, did e I nail that? E-commerce is our world. You simplified it great. Um, I think what in the happens, end, that is the process, though. Agreed. Let, here's some of the complication, though. Okay, so one. So you're saying it's not that simple. I'm saying it's not that simple. <laughs> like, uh, and and I'm always saying it's not that simple because people try to simplify it. And then uh, yesterday, I solved a brand's problem, a hundred fifty thousand dollar problem, like with an email. It's a, wow, it's an expensive email. It was an appeal. Their account got suspended, and it, and our first appeal had gotten rejected, which I didn't write. Uh, and the second one, I was like, let me take a look at this. I called a guy, got some advice, um, and I've done, I've had some luck with that. But their money was held up, their cash flow and their business and their brand was held up. Uh, and if your account's suspended, you're not getting that hundred fifty thousand out every two weeks, right? So it's a big problem, and fixed it. It's not just there's a lot of complexities to sure. it. Um, but, and, but see, that's the that's the great part about hiring an expert, like. Can you imagine dealing with that the first time and the intimidating feeling of it, not knowing what to do, and then you get rejected, but you know, you hire experts for a reason and you know, people that are young in the business cycle and the, and their whole business altogether, they look at, Oh my God, this person, you know, I pay my attorney 400 bucks an hour. You know why? Cause well, a, most of the questions that I need answered take about two minutes. So it's like a $20 you know, billable, but also you you know, you want people that have navigated the waters that you're about to travel down and right. you're probably going to blow more money from just being inexperienced and dumb. And they are kind of the same thing. And I'm not trying to be rude to those that are inexperienced, but I was really dumb with a lot of the things that I did. And in my, in my book, million dollar bedroom, I'm really open about it. You know, it's about like, you look at all those things, you stack them up over the life cycle of your business and you, Oh my God, if I had all the, if I had 10% of the money back from all of the dumb things that I did due to lack of experience. Well, but are you have a pretty big party? Are you making money now based on advising other businesses, what not to do based on your failures? Well, yes, I am. And that's, so they're but, making you money now. Well, they, yeah, and true, but I'm still going to be chasing that debt. Yeah, for a while. I got the you. question. The, the thing is, is, but will you put yourself in a better, more profitable and advantageous position faster? 
Yeah. And that's the whole thing. Like if you have the resource to get in, you know, and that, the beautiful part about consulting and, and hiring experts is you don't have to have them full time on your staff. Like, right. you know, you can, uh, you know, you guys can go to marknology.com and, and, and reach Andrew to talk about what he can do for your brand services or your brand's reputation, sales, whatever on Amazon. And you'll find that, you know, it's, it's worth it. And, and what's your time worth? I would agree. Yeah. And, and, and my thought process being is we can look at the $150,000 problem that her money was held up and, you know, not able to pay and get more. That's a problem. Right. That's a problem. But it's also a win in that she's has an Amazon business that's bringing in 150,000 every two weeks. Yeah. Right. Which way you want to look at it? She wouldn't even have the problem if she wasn't there making it's the money. $3.6 million a year. Right. It's a lot of, you know, and, and when that cash flow dries up. Big, big and problems. she's, that's just Amazon.com. She's also on the UK and Canada. So as I, we mentioned that earlier. So, uh, I just recently got my royalty payments for my eBooks. It is really funny because Amazon will pay, they pay a separate payment. So like if a Kindle reader in Ireland reads four pages of million dollar bedroom, I'll get a penny or something like that. And they send that in a separate line item from Ireland. So, you know, I have like 12 line items on there. Um, Yeah. It's cool to see that. I I mean, I sell Kansas city apparel with my, apparel brand landlocked yeah and uh I, you did give me a shirt um my wife stole it I, you know what if she you did. read our etsy reviews yeah. or anywhere on there it's always like me and my boyfriend are fighting for this shirt the moment the moment i saw her wearing it i just gave up i was like um, I, it's, you know, it's yeah. soft yeah it was it, we wear the uh, you know I'm, I'm rocking the respect the hustle t-shirts these are gone we're gonna do a new round of these so you just got to get me the right size yeah, well, these are these are the oh for you were sold out. Lock. Yeah, you were sold out. Yeah, I'm committed to only doing one print run of every respect the hustle shirt. And, um, I'm going to do something different on them this time. I'm going to kind of follow in the vein of uh, of, of uh, the buddy's business model where um, we're going to put some prizes in. I like that in the packages. So we'll see what those come out to be. I know what you're talking about too. I won't say it on on air, but uh, that'll be cool to see. Yeah, well, we're going to we're we're working to revive that. Um, get some interesting things, you know. It's easy to, on the podcast to be so laser sharp about everything we talk, you know, Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. I'm actually trying to, you know, have a desire to kind of branch out and talk about other things. Because I think the people that come through here and record with this are, uh, have a lot of interesting things to say. Even and that's why, you know, you're back, back here for the second time and want to have you back, you know, a little more regularly and keep dropping some Amazon jewels in there. Um, but, you know, what else is going, what else are you seeing out in the business world? How, how are your, what are your uh, people doing well with, I don't necessarily mean product wise, but see if we can give people some advice about where they can make some money. Yeah. Um, well, e-commerce trends, I actually, this is, um, I've got a chance to speak at a couple of big events later yeah, in I was the year. A, I was in the WordPress. Uh, I was publishing a blog the other day and I saw Andrew Morgan's. Hey, yeah, I saw yeah, it. I I've been like, out oh, there. Hey, I know that. Guy. I've been out there in the community doing some speaking events with some of the different groups around digital uh, strategy and media groups around the city. Did you get booted um, off the stage or anything like that? No, I didn't. That's a good start. Yeah, I don't Anybody think they were allowed anything? to. That is a free. It was free. So. Oh, I, if you're speaking at places that don't allow booing, then I want in. You're, you can come. Yeah. No, I want in as a speaker. Oh, that, that's I the can, only way I'm not getting. Back. I can make that happen. Okay, I like it. Uh, I was at the library though, so you might not be able to drop f bombs. I'm not. Know. I'm not allowed at the library. I'm too loud. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have some stuff going up. I don't want to say because I don't want to jinx it, and I don't have. I haven't signed the paperwork, but there's some cool stuff coming up. Some e-commerce stuff that I'm hoping to speak at, and uh, 
I've been just studying trends and I'm a mentor at UMKC uh, in the eScars program as an e-commerce mentor and a bunch of different things. I'm, I'm always focused on Amazon, but I also spend a lot of time in social media. Yeah, I was uh, going to mention that uh, if you're listening, there's a couple places where folks can check you out. Where are they? Um, Instagram. So at Andrew Morgans on Instagram. Uh, my brands are under my profile there as well. Um, I'm really pushing hard to do a YouTube channel. Uh, so you can find me, Marknology and Andrew Morgans. There's not a lot of competition for that. So you can find me pretty easily, guys. There's not a lot of competition for Matt DeCourcy. Uh, I have no YouTube. doubt about I that. I do have a YouTube channel. And, you know, I feel bad because I was into it for a while. And I kind of abandoned it when we started doing this podcast. Like, I think I'm going to revive it. Use the podcast to uh, re- to revive it. You know, Instagram, uh, IGTV just came out on Instagram, which is uh, going to be a YouTube competitor. I like it because it's just going to force YouTube to evolve too. I was talking to a buddy of mine yesterday who's uh, recently built a uh, an app that helps people compare sneakers, like where they're for sale. And yeah, I got a really heartbreaking story about sneakers. And you know, I've got an addiction. But when we were in Cebu, I w- we went to this giant mall and uh, there's all these sneaker stores. And you know, I, w- I wanted some hype that you could only get in Asia. And I found these like kind of crazy uh, camouflage adidas uh stan smith's shoes and i was like hey i'd like to get these in a 13 they're like we don't carry anything over a 12 oh i was wow. like no that i can never move to asia if i can't buy shoes then especially i just can't live they can make anything you want though actually it, it it he brought up a good point one of the world's most renowned shoe collectors is a guy named shoe butter and he's in the Philippines. He wears a 15. There we go. But there's no line for the 15. So every shoe, anytime he wants to get them, you can just pre-order them from the store. They get one pair and it comes in. I was also thinking about you not liking shopping earlier. And I was like, probably because you're just looking for gold shoes. The gold shoes seem to find me. Okay. It's, I, I can't tell you how many people send me links. And I just literally got one earlier from actually from Roy Scott, at H3 TV, who's uh, we actually funded Roy in a lot of ways. We uh, I, I say funded. We did. And we didn't. We kind of did it through resources and help, but uh, we'll be launching that. And I probably just spoiled that future podcast where we're going to announce that. But they do healthy hip hop for kids. Yeah, so. I'm excited to uh, possibly look at some of their products on Amazon, too. Yes, that's right. We did talk about that. We've been talking about so many things that are going to help people sell more stuff. I forget about some of them. Right. Like- um yeah, it's true. Speaking of shoes, I see you got you're you're sporting the the ultra, the boost today. Yeah, I apologize. They're a little dirty. Yeah, you got to really get your shit together if you're going to come in here. Andrew. You got you you might not be far from earning your gold shoes. I like to I like people yeah. to see that I get my hands dirty and my feet. Dirty. I like it. It's a good point. And those are also the most comfortable shoes ever. So anyway, you could you know, I I don't know how public this was, but speaking of shoes, like Amazon's talking about having a sneaker resale market well think about it. they just open yeah. it up for the wardrobe to try stuff yeah. on yeah. right it makes a ton of sense yeah it won't make sense if you want to buy some easies and send them back there's because they're not because you they're not going to have a source for that well it's going to be you're going to have to opt your products into it yeah right so well, adidas wouldn't do that there i Amazon wants to compete with like StockX and goat and some of these other things and that would be interesting because sometimes the covenants that these companies have like allowing a return if i buy a pair of yeezys on StockX, i can't return them i'm all in they right. authenticate them and send them to me and they're mine i can resell them but you know sometimes I, there is there are a few things that well it'd be interesting to watch amazon evolve because you got to always think about amazon not as it is today but where it's going to be right. okay right. and like so one thing i learned a hard lesson with a client um they were in fine jewelry 
Okay. And I had sold in every category you can think of. I just hadn't been in fine jewelry yet. Um, and so I like talk to them, like I talk to a normal client. Well, when I get into it and start learning that there's pearls and like the pearls have to be authenticated, uh, it was, um, a $500 application fee to the category, which is, doesn't exist on Amazon. You don't have to pay to apply to categories. You just have to prove your brand. Right. Uh, so we had to send in this application. Then we had to package the jewels to be, um, authenticated and we had to send them off and they have to get authenticated and come back. So they already have some stuff in process for authentication. Uh, what if they really want to get into the sneaker market and they kind of do, they offer that as well. And it becomes a different policy than everything else. Kind of like fine jewelry. I learned something about pearls when I was in Cebu, um, we were sitting down and talking to uh, one of our new employees who we call the professor because okay. he is a professor. He's got, he's got a PhD in machine learning. And he was talking to, I'm going to post this video on the, at fullscale.io, um, maybe today or maybe someday. Um, but he was telling us he had built this machine learning algorithm that was measuring and predicting the roundness of a pearl. Okay. Because the round, the roundness of the pearl is what is a major component in its value. So I... I can't. Eat, I knew nothing about pearls before, so I don't even know what percentage increase that was. But I thought that was really fascinating. It's also a, a great example of like some of the the crazy talent we have in our office over in Cebu. Like right. this guy's just sitting there. He had also built some optical character recognition software that was able to you know read you know basically read text, and that's been around for a while. But built, building the machine learning component behind it that was smart enough to start figuring things out and. I don't know. That's I'm excited a, to be able to tap my into some I of just, that. They just let me sell stuff. Right. That's it. But, you know, I think that's the most important part in any business because if you don't sell something, nothing else happens. And it's, you know, part of why something like Marknology could be good for your business. But well, what next, Andrew? You know, we got a holiday week coming up here next week. Uh, I tried to ask Watson what his, his neighborhood's policy was on open flames or livestock. And he said that they're not really into it. So I think we're going to test that theory. I mean, if you're Matt, maybe you do what you want. I don't know. No, I just want to show up at his house, like with a mini horse that has like Roman candles coming off of the saddle, just like guns a blazing. Well, you talk about what's next. You talk about holiday week. Um, the week after that is prime day. Like what I day is that? What's the official day? Um, so it was unknown. It got leaked two days ago, 16th, 17th, but I'm not sure that it's leaked. Right. So I just need to know when to turn my credit cards off to block my wife from making too many purchases. No, I'll let you know. That's an app we should build the Amazon blacklist, Amazon blacklist. Yeah. Just, it just makes everything look out of stock. Honey, that would be so, I'm so confused. Nothing on Amazon. That would be like, horrible for my insane. business. Yeah, it would be, but it'll only do it for that given account. Well, we were talking about like what we talk about Amazon a lot. And, and I'm always talking about Amazon because there's just so many people that need to know about it. We talked about FBA. We didn't even get into the details of why people get confused. We're going to do that. We're talking time. about e-commerce and social media. And and I've been really pushing branding and how it's it's not just in one platform or another platform, your website or your Amazon. or It's everywhere. You yeah. know, someone comes in contact with your brand. And, um, and you on, even, I mean, you have a personal brand. Like I consider Matt DeCourcy to be a personal brand. I was talking about that last night. And it's like, you know, your jobs change, your businesses might change, but your personal brand remains constant. And, um, you know, I've had this discussion with you. I've put a pretty big investment into it. And I protect that brand name pretty carefully but yeah it's i mean it's important and you know the thing is you can't build a brand overnight no you can you can become well known overnight but that doesn't mean you have a brand agreed and the, the brand, no track record the, the brand is something that builds confidence and and trust 
And if you do it effectively, it can really make a lot of things in your life and your business easier. Right? No, I would agree. And uh, I was speaking at uh, UMKC. And um, like I said, I'm a mentor up there. And I knew I was talking to mainly e-commerce people. E-commerce, it was like uh, e-commerce, social media and branding connect. And um, kind of kind of connecting the pieces for some some newer people there. And I could see that some people in the room were just like, oh, this doesn't apply to my business. Maybe I'm a service-based business. Maybe I'm selling myself because I'm a chiropractor, a mindfulness applies. coach, or a yoga coach. And I was like, okay, for those of you, you still need to wake up and pay attention. Like, you know, they weren't sleeping, but I was like, understanding branding, even for your personal level, like I just saw the coolest resume done on this website. You know, it's, it's a little website, free website they're putting up and it's their resume now. Um, they want their branding when someone looks them up online to just be top shape, you know? Um, Do you know you can build your resume for free um, and the back end of Gigabook and our developer tools? Wouldn't, wouldn't doubt that. It's back there and yeah, it can make it, make it customize all kinds of stuff, all, all kinds of weird business tools. I actually acquired a platform at the end of 2016 mm. that was nothing but weird little online tools for developers and business people. And I give them away for free because I'm tired of people not doing a good job. That's awesome. I'm going to have to take a look. I actually, it's a terrible business model <laughs> buying, acquiring a company only to give their products away for free afterward. But you know, the hope is that, you know, the developers and the different people that use those tools come back and use gigabook for something else that matters. So, I mean, that's a long game. You could also argue the karma rule, you know, you get back what you give out. Yeah, maybe who knows, uh, it, you know, really why I bought it is sometimes, something else failing it's not 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 a bad idea for you and it, just the the development costs of all that code compared to what i paid for it was yeah. like pennies on the dollar and you know we do a lot of custom development so sometimes having access to these little things can vault the 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 uh can move your deadline up tremendously i'm uh, i'm actually just started using gigabook uh, since we're just talking about Gigabook. Uh, well, we're glad to have you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, I've switched over. I have hub, I had a HubSpot calendar and different things for booking. And uh, I wanted to have more options. Um, you know, We definitely have those, maybe too many. I think that's why we found, like wh- why we made the move, because I wanted to be able to ask them prior to my call. As, as Marknology is growing and my brand's growing, with adding speaking and some of these different things, I've had to be uh, more conscientious of my time and different things. And so I'm just trying to get more prepared for my calls and different so stuff like, like that. So kind of like when you come by for a 30-minute meeting with me and I sit you down to record a 40-minute podcast. I just, I block out hours. So uh to me, this is time well spent. Sure. But. Well, all right. I want to know what you're going to buy on Prime Day. What's your, what do you have your eyes on? What are you looking for? Oh, I won't buy anything. Why? I'll be honest. I'll be managing all my brands. You don't have time? Nah. I, I set it. stuff up on Do you need me to pick something up for you? That would be great. Okay, I'm going to surprise you. Maybe I'm thinking like, you know, for those of you that have not seen Andrew, he's got a really cool beard. So you know, it might be some 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 bearding supplies. That would be pretty cool. Is that a word, bearding? I, I don't know. Grooming supplies? So and, and on the way out, so when with something like Prime Day coming up, that's a pretty big deal for your business, right? Yeah. Okay. No, it is a big deal for my business. Uh, just having my brands ready to go. Uh, you have to have stock in. There's a lock. So you're getting stock in like weeks before oh, wow. uh, okay. to get stuff into the fulfillment centers. If you're setting up any deals, they have to be pre-approved six weeks ahead. Uh, you know, so lightning deals, I have Amazon exclusive brands that mean they get special treatment, which also means they get special promotions. Those all have to be in a couple of months ahead. Um, you can adjust things on the fly on prime day. So like, 
if I've been approved for a deal and all of a sudden it's going great, like, you know, maybe I set 500 units up to be part of this deal or something and, and it's going great. I can add more to it. Um, so th- I'll be locked and loaded uh, those couple of days um, taking care of a lot of stuff. Man, I bet the people that work at Amazon just fear Prime Day. It's uh they they prep for it for months. Yeah, but still, that's just got to be crazy. It's a really big deal for brands because uh you know it's a technicality thing, but whenever you have a product up on Amazon, it, it's it's referenced by a thing called an ASIN or a reference code, and anyone can find that on the product page. It's right there. But if if you can get a product to really take off during Prime Day, you can carry that momentum for a long, long time. So if you have brands releasing new products and we can get them into promotions and get like, you know, 500 sales in a a day on an item or something like that, it's going to have momentum to make us a lot of money for a while. Well, speaking of momentum, get a little bit behind your brand. Reach out to Andrew. It's Marknology, M-A-R-K-nology.com. You know, that's got your phone number and all your other stuff on there. I'm assuming find Andrew on on, uh, Instagram and many other places. Um, and I'm sure that he will help you find the solutions that you need to help your business grow. Andrew, thanks for coming in. Thank you as always. Maybe next time we'll just get to talk about some random projects we're doing together and yeah. have some fun with that. Yeah. I'd like to talk about that. And, and you know, some of the things that, uh, you know, we, we have to clear a few things with our clients before we, uh, you know, start talking about what we're doing with them, but I don't see why they wouldn't want to hear about it. Uh, we found some really interesting solutions for some companies that have been doing business for a long time. Yeah, I'd love to make them a case study. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, I, there's nothing better than publishing that case study on how you tripled someone's sales. So usually when you triple someone's sales, they're not too concerned about you telling other people about it. Right. So, yeah. Well, we'll see you next time, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCorsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.